Welcome to a Life of Choice podcast, the podcast that helps you shift and broaden your perspective to get more out of life. I'm your host, Robin McCaig, so let's get started. So last week I was talking about nonviolent communication, and there's a lot of looking at how we communicate, talking about what's coming from ourselves rather than projecting things onto other people or talking about what other people are doing. And so really taking responsibility for ourselves and our communication. And what I found interesting is I came across another topic called non-defensive communication, which I thought was really interesting because to me, when we're defensive, what happens is there's often something that we don't want to see for ourselves. It's something we'd rather ignore. So we get defensive as a way of not addressing it. And this can cause a lot of problems in relationships because you can't get past that behavior and get to actually what the problem is or what the concerns are for the person. So this is interesting because it was about looking at how people have transferred military logic into everyday conversation. And so the speaker dissected this notion of war talk in an attempt to understand the way we attempt to protect ourselves through defensive actions and words. So the person who created this was Marshall Rosenberg, if you want to look into it any further. So what he talks about is in war, our choices are limited to surrender, withdrawal, and attack. And he talks about how this is what happens in our everyday conversations. And he went further to talk about how we do that both in a passive way and a more active way. So the first one is surrender betrayal. So something may be important to us, but we just give it up. And so we're actually betraying ourselves. And this is what we see with people who don't know how to create boundaries for themselves. So instead of talking about what's important to them, it's, okay, whatever you want. And you'll forever pick where we're going for dinner because I don't want to get into a discussion I know perhaps you don't like a certain type of food, but I really like it. So I give up my power by just going along with whatever you want to do. And the problem with that is over time that builds resentment and anger. And there's an underlying current that the other person doesn't understand what's going on because it's not being talked about. It's the elephant in the room. The next one is surrender sabotage. And so an example of this was passive aggressive behavior. So I'm really angry at you, but I can't express it. I don't feel safe to do so. So I'm going to do something else that will show you that I'm angry, but not at the really the thing that I am angry about. So it comes out in these weird behaviors. And that's something I learned growing up and something I really had to work through for myself. So I remember I was sharing a house with a bunch of people. This is back in university days. And we had rented a house and had people 
in the basement that we're renting as well. And we had a big conflict with them. They had used my stereo and just let a record play over and over again for, well, we have records again, so uh, you may be familiar with a turntable and records. And it ruined my record. And so I got really upset. But instead of being able to talk about it, it just simmered underneath. And so I did stupid things like locking the door to the basement so that they couldn't come up through the regular staircase. They had to go around. And I just didn't have the skills at that age to learn how to talk to them directly about why I was upset. And I didn't receive any apology from them. So we never had an ability to have the conversation and move forward and get closer. So needless to say, they ended up moving out. And there was a flea problem from their cat too. So I won't go into that today. But it was not a good situation. But those were the kind of things I would do because I just didn't know how to express it. Growing up in a family that anger was only expressed by one person and it was violent, then I learned to shut that down. The next one is called withdraw escape. So either avoiding altogether or leaving the situation. So this happened to me with an ex-partner. We were having a disagreement and I'm standing in the restaurant and the other person takes off and I'm standing there thinking, what the heck am I going to do? We drove about an hour from where we lived to come to the restaurant. So I had no way of getting home. I don't even think there was buses in the area at the time. And so I waited. Thankfully, the person came back and we went home. But again, we didn't speak about it. But that was their way of dealing with things. I'm just going to escape. The next one is withdraw and trap. So this is where we create a situation where they kind of have no choice in the matter or they don't feel that they do in the moment. Of course, we always have choice, but it's like the saying being backed into a corner. So maybe I just keep going again and again, asking the same question or going over something and not letting it go. So then finally, the person reacts in a way that they maybe normally wouldn't because I've created that situation where I just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. I know their buttons if it's someone I know well, and I just continue to do that until I get the reaction that I want. And then I can say, see, <laughs> so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And instead of having a discussion about it again, it just keeps us farther apart attack justify. So this is when we make excuses and it's like, well, they did this, so I did that. So rationalizing what's going on and making it okay instead of realizing what it is and calling ourselves out on our behavior that isn't very mature. And the last one is attack blame. So it's the judgment, it's attacking them and who they are and what they've done. This comes up in relationships all the time where 
there's the laundry list. This is what happened in the past and this is what you didn't do and this is what I asked you to do and it didn't happen. And so that list of everything that you're unhappy about comes up and it's a way of not letting the other person be able to respond at all. So it's a power over dynamic. So these are things that we all, I think we all do or have done in the past without having the knowledge of how to do things differently. And we can look for ways that we've done it to see what is that pattern? Is there one that you have that you tend to do more than another? Are there certain people that you tend to do one more than another? And looking at, even though it might follow the other nonviolent communication kind of guidelines, is there, is there still some place where when you're doing that, these kind of topics come up or these kinds of things happen where you're not allowing yourself to just be more neutral and detached from what the outcome is and making sure that both people are heard and really allowing a deepening of the conversation and your relationship with that person. So I hope you found this interesting and useful, something that you can use in your day-to-day -day life. And if you have any questions, please reach out. You can reach me in the Facebook group. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and recommend the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.